Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? All right, welcome into another Auburn Live show. Appreciate everybody joining us. It is Thursday morning as uh, Auburn prepares for Ole Miss, number 18 Auburn, number 10 Ole Miss. Um, hey, real quick, auburnlive.com. Go subscribe. If you're not a part of it, you are missing out. Uh, we're building an absolutely spectacular site. It's $10 for the next 12 months right now. Um, and so we're, we're actually releasing the on three sports database, the prospect database here in the next few days. It's going to be spectacular. We have tons of obviously team coverage, analysis, recruiting information, the hows and the whys of what's going on, uh, and a lot of great intel on our message board um, and on our site. If you're not a part of AuburnLive.com, I don't know what to tell you, but you need to be there. Um, all right. Let's jump into the latest Auburn football happenings. Uh, we spoke with Bo Nix and Roger McCreary on Wednesday. Um, some some good sessions, some interesting things said as Auburn prepares for uh, for Ole Miss. Um, put up a little thing on AuburnLive.com, but we'll kind of go through sort of what those what those guys said and what things sort of interested me. Obviously, Bo Nix continues to be. Uh, a hot topic in terms of his improvement, and rightly so, right? Like he's get, he's got a lot of criticism, so now that he's playing well, a lot of people want to talk about how he's improved and things like that. Interesting comment from Roger McCreary, I thought on Wednesday though. Um, the 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 cornerback for Auburn, who's going to be a first round draft pick, maybe maybe early second, probably mid second latest. Um, but uh, McCreary was asked about Bo's development this year. And he had an interesting statement. Here's what Roger McCreary said. He said, it's all mental for him. He's a great player, but it's all mental and how he thinks before the game during practice. Us on defense, we try to pressure his mentality and make him stronger. So in a real game, it's nothing to him. If he has the right focus for the game, he'll execute it every time. Um, he went on to say during the LSU game, you know, during the, the week leading up to the LSU game, the defense really got on Bo Nix. And I thought that was interesting. A um, little insight into practice and how they're sort of um, trying to make Bo Nix a better player. Um, obviously, the defense is out there during practice to do the best they can. And if that means intercepting Bo Nix or sacking Bo Nix, then so be it. But it, it, it was interesting just sort of hearing him talking about it it sounded more like they were trying to get in his head, maybe verbally um, and different things like that to prepare him for tough environments, road games, big games, whatever. Um, and I think that's just an interesting thing when you have a, a quarterback like Bo Nix who's still developing and gets a lot of crap from fans and stuff like that anyway, to then have the defense on him and trying to mentally prepare him um is a lot is a lot for for i would think somebody like bonix to handle and so really i think it's a credit i think it's a credit to 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 brian harson the defense bonix everybody to know 
that that situation can can happen. That Bo's um, in a good enough place to handle maybe may, maybe mental mind games during practice from the defense to try to get him prepared. Um, that Harson and Bobo allow it to happen, and that the defense respects Bo enough to do that and and know it's coming from a place of trying to get him better. So I just thought that was a really interesting um, comment from Roger McCurry on getting Bo better and really saying, look, it's not it's ne- it's not an ability thing, and we know that, right? Like it's never been a talent thing or an ability thing with Bo Nix. It's always been a mental thing and just slowing down. Um, a fundamental thing, yes, maybe footwork, technique. But I would say some of that goes back to mental, the mental side of it and just slowing his mind down. You know, Bo knows what he's supposed to be doing, but there's times I think where he speeds up and then, and then, the, and then the footwork gets out of whack or the, the shoulders get out of whack or whatever. Um, so I think it's just mental first with him slowing down. He seemed to do that against Arkansas. Um, he seemed to, to slow down a little bit um, and play – they play really well. Um, so that was an interesting comment. Uh, Auburn's 1-0 mentality. Uh, we've heard a lot about that from Brian Harson. 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. 1-0. Nick's kind of talked about that a little bit, about the opportunity to play Ole Miss. And he said uh, it's, it's important. I think it's the next opportunity. But he said, Bo Nick said, we're treating every game one at a time, and we're treating it like a championship week. Um, and he goes on to talk about, you know, just what the opportunity is for them. But I thought that was interesting, not just to say we take it one game at a time, but to go the extra step and say we're treating it like a championship week. I think that speaks to where this team is at mentally uh, and what they're focused on. Forget what you're reading on Twitter. Forget whatever, like, trumped up um, narrative, trumped up controversy that, 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 that the media wants to focus on, because that, that's the media. They, they want to focus on those things. For clicks, they want to focus on those things for their peers to look at them and say, good question, good job. That's what they want to focus on. I promise you that's not what Auburn is focused on. That's not what Brian Harson's focused on. That's not what this team is focused on. And when you hear Bo Nix say something like championship week, we're, we're treating it like a championship week, that's a step beyond it's just the next game. That is a, that is a player in a team that realizes that everything is in front of them. And look, remember, this team said before the season, we're here to win. Like, we think we can win a championship. Just remember that. Um, I can go back and find, I think it was Brandon Council that said um, that said that before the season ever started. And, of course, you say that and you're like, yeah, everybody wants to win a championship. This team, I mean, the Auburn fans might now all of a sudden start looking at this and go, oh, well, we control our own destiny. The team has thought that from the beginning. And so to hear them say championship week, that's what we're focusing on. That's a big statement as Ole Miss comes to town. Um, so it's not just the next game. It's a championship type type pr- preparation this week. So don't worry about what's being written um, and what narratives and agendas are out there that just it doesn't matter. Um, there's 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 those things are going to happen and people are going to write about whatever they're going to write about. It, it doesn't matter. I promise you, having been around Harson now a little bit and, and listening to him enough, uh, I promise you that stuff doesn't matter to him. I promise you. Not, not one bit. And his and the way he coaches the team and keeps them focused on the next thing and the details and the one and oh, that keeps them in, in, in check as well. Um, so just understand that, like, the kind of debates and the things that happen on a message board or on Twitter, I promise you they're not – that it's a different reality from what's going on in that locker room and what they're focused on. And when you hear them talking about a one and oh mentality and a championship week mentality, 
That's a good example. They're not worried about petty nonsense on Twitter. Um, progression in the secondary. Roger McCree was asked about that. It was kind of an interesting um, comment. He thinks they're improving in those zone schemes. He also talked about the zone schemes helping him as an individual prepare for the NFL. Because, of course, in the NFL, you're, you're playing a lot of different stuff. And so it was good for somebody like McCreary, who's played a bunch of man-to-man, to play that zone defense. Um, under, under Derek Mason, uh, it'll certainly be a tough test as Ole Miss comes to town. I was looking on a site, Football Outsiders, they do a good job. Um, they do a good job of uh, analytics and things like that. Ole, Ole Miss is the fourth best uh, offense in terms of efficiency rating, according to them. Um, just, just a really, really good, really good offense. Probably the only negative is, is, you know, they do hit some big plays. So there are times where they can get stopped, uh, drive wise. Um, they go for it on fourth downs. Like they're not maybe as consistent as a Georgia or Alabama, but, but they're every bit as a, you know, productive because that, that tempo, I think creates that, creates that productivity, um, and makes up for, you know, maybe a talent gap. Um, the Auburn wide receivers, um, <clears throat> Bo Nix was asked about the wideouts, um, and, uh, you know, obviously talked about them playing better against Arkansas and being, being consistent, but he had a good comment here. He said, uh, when those guys play well, and really we talk about receivers, I like to say pass catchers, because when we talk about drops for this team, tight ends are in there, running backs are in there. I mean, the receivers have gotten a bad rap because there's more of them. But when we talk about that drop number going into the Arkansas game, I think it was at 23 drops. That includes a couple from the tight ends. That includes some from Sean Shivers. Like, so that's not all wide receivers. So I kind of like to say when we talk about this, I like to say pass catchers, but, but, but receivers specifically, because we know there's been inconsistencies there too. But just, just so – because uh, I feel like sometimes when we talk about, we're like, Auburn has all these drops, and then you immediately pivot to a receiver conversation. And you got to acknowledge that the tight ends and the running backs have dropped some passes as well. Um, but about the receivers specifically, uh, Bo said, when those guys play well, usually we play well. That's kind of what we've seen throughout this year. When those guys do a good job, we usually do pretty good on offense. Um, and, and he kind of he made that after kind of some comments about them playing well. And he's right. The receivers have all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but they, I would say, become more of the key to the offense. The, the, the offensive line is is what it is. Uh, you know, you've got somebody like Killian Zaire coming on, competing a little bit with Troxel. There's been a rotation at offensive guard. That group's not they're not getting better in game seven. Like they're not just going to. You know, they, small incremental improvements, sure. Um, but but that group or Bo Nix, like it's not not going to have massive jumps. The receivers are different. Because of those drops, that's, that's something that's easily fixable. It's a focus thing. It's a, just a repetition thing. You could fix that. Um, and you could make big strides in not, in not dropping passes in a matter of weeks. So I think that's – so when Bo Nix is talking about that group being so important, uh, he's right. And when you look at the offense and we go, we look back, and, and I think now that Bo has seemingly settled in a little bit. Now, Bo could come out and have a bad game, and we could all go, oh, maybe he's not – sure. But Bo seems like he's got a grasp of the offense. 
he's got a grasp of what Mike Bobo wants wants from him. He understands when to run and what you know. I think Bo's in a good place. Um, the receivers are now kind of what we're looking at. If that group can stay elevated, if they can elevate a little bit more of their play and and stay on that level with Bo, if Bo's raising his level, if that if that if that wide out room can can raise their level as well, that's massive for this Auburn offense, especially as they try to get the run game back going, try to find some running lanes. A good way to do that is have the passing game come alive a little bit, get some reliability there, so teams can't stack the box anymore. Thought that was an interesting comment from him. Uh, we'll see if Bo Nix continues to run the ball. Look, he, he had 70 yards rushing against LSU. Then you know, he played Georgia. You're not going to run on Georgia. I mean, you can't run on Georgia, period. Bo, Bo's legs were never really going to be a big factor against Georgia. Um, and then against Arkansas, it re- they really weren't until late. He had uh, that, that fourth down run, the design sweep all, around the left end. And then, of course, he had that 23-yard touchdown run, the quarterback draw, that sealed the game. And so his legs were a factor against Arkansas late, but not necessarily in the middle of the game. He really – his arm was was the factor there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see against uh, Ole Miss, do they get back to using Knicks in the middle of the game, during the game? Uh, not late, but, but like quarterback draws and running the ball, zone read, whatever it might be, um, in the middle of the game as a part of the – as a part of the scheme and a part of the offense. Um, Bo kind of talked about, he said, I think it definitely gets me into the flow of the game. You know, a lot of guys, specifically some quarterbacks, they really get in the game when they get hit for the first time. And I see that, that, that makes a lot of, for Bo, that makes sense. He's that type of guy. He's a competitor, ultra competitor, and he's a tough kid. So it makes sense to me that he's that kind of guy that, man, if he does get hit early, it probably would do him good. It probably would do him good versus not. Um, but, uh, you know, he says, I'm happy that the coaches allow me to run and sort of get in my element. Um, and he said it's a valuable part of the offense, his ability to run. He said it adds another dimension, which it does. I mean, it's the it's it's, it's one of, if not the reason they, they won the LSU game is his ability to scramble and, and run when things broke down. It was it was massive. It was a massive deal. And, and those two runs against Arkansas late were huge. That was a great play call that converted a first down. Uh, and then, of course, you score a touchdown. So be interesting to see if you can get back to using his legs in more of a consistent fashion, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, um, as a part of the game plan and maybe not just spot moments that he makes a play, like make him a part of the rushing attack and the offense in general. Um, talked a lot about uh, Bo Nix's footwork a little bit. Um, asked about, Bo was asked about kind of how he's improved this year. Really gave a lot of credit to Mike Bobo and 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 really mentioned you know his footwork. And of course, mentioned his eyes and things like that. But but as he said, and Coach Bobo tells them, your feet tell the story. And that was a comment from Bo Nix, and and he said really you know his footwork's been a huge part of of his improvement. And we've talked about that. You know, we've talked about that ad nauseum. Um, his ability to slow his mind down, to relax a little bit. Um, and to get his feet right is everything with him. It's everything. And it, but it starts with his mental game, which we talked about earlier. Slowing it down, it not just helps his footwork, but it also then helps him decide to make a good throw or to run if he needs to run or to not flush way out of the pocket for no reason, but to make a better decision. So with Bo, it's just, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a 
intense. Everything is everything is high motor with him once that ball is snapped. And so when he realizes he's got enough athletic ability to slow it down half a second, he can still make a play. He can still make the throw. He's got the ability to do those things. He doesn't need to be playing at that speed. He already has a motor that's is higher, higher than a lot of the guys that are out there. He just needs to bring it down a notch. So um, interesting comment about, about his footwork, giving Mike Bobo a lot of credit about improving his footwork. Um, that's kind of it. You know, we talked about Javarius Johnson a little bit, guy who caught a touchdown against Arkansas. They, he would be so important to this Auburn offense if he could find find a rhythm. Um, he, he's, he's their speed guy. He's a deep ball guy. Um, and they could use that. Look, right now he's caught deep balls. Well, maybe you can get him on a screen game. Maybe you put him in the slot and teams start backing off of him a little bit in the slot. Next thing you know, you just swing it out to him and you use him in that way. Um, but he's a guy that could really help this offense that hasn't been super involved, but could be more involved. You know, you've had Shedrick Jackson, you've had Demetrius Robertson, you've had Kobe Hudson. Uh, Javaris Johnson's a guy that was injured in the beginning, then kind of has been back, but he hadn't been targeted. He's a guy that could really help this offense if they could get him in, in into the groove, especially from that slot position. He's, he's a threat. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if he can get more into the flow. Um, and uh, so that was kind of it. Roger McCurry, a first-round draft pick in ESPN's mock draft yesterday. Um, you know, he was obviously thrilled about hearing that news. Um, so that was pretty it. That was pretty much it for, uh, for Wednesday. Um, but I, I thought there were some interesting things in there specifically about Bo Nix's footwork, uh, about his mentality and about Roger McCreary talking about Bo Nix's mentality and his, the mental state. And really that's what it comes down to, um, for, for Bo Nix. I thought that was kind of a, uh, a, a unique kind of <clears throat> insight perspective into practice that you don't always get. Um, Auburn uh, practices again. I see shells on Thursday, and then they'll be ready for Ole Miss Saturday night. Um, everything seems to be good out of Ole Miss. They're going to come in ready to go. Matt Corral probably probably not 100%. Nobody's 100% at this point, but he's definitely had a, a tough last few weeks, physical tough last few weeks. It'll be interesting to see from Corral how much he runs against Auburn. Uh, does, he, does he look to run first? He's, he's kind of like Bo though he's such a competitor that when the lights come on he's going to run regardless see that's going to be his game but if auburn can contain him enough maybe make him think twice about running maybe he would rather stay in the pocket and not take hits maybe that maybe there's a way they could um you know limit him a little bit or bring him out of his game a little bit if they can discourage him from running whether it's because he's been beat up or whatever that might be um, but I'd imagine he's still going to have a really good game scrambling. It's so hard. They spread you out, and then you play this 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 defense on the back end to try to deal with all these – that somebody like Matt Corral, he didn't need much room, and he just tried, takes off and runs. Um, it, it'll, it'll drive you crazy. But he, Bo Nix could do the same thing. Um, they're very similar in that way. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, if you're at AuburnLive.com, we have tons of recruiting information. Uh, top 10 targets on offense and defense are up by Cole Pinkston that you want to take a look at. Um, we have our countdown, our Auburn basketball roster countdown. We just did Alan Flanagan at number two. We only have one spot left. You could probably figure out who it is. We'll talk about the number one player uh, and analyze his game 
um, on Thursday at auburnlive.com. And if you missed any of those, they're all linked in there, 11 down to one on who we think are the best players on Auburn's basketball roster. Um, and that's kind of it. Auburn basketball gets going here soon. Um, we'll have more interviews and more news in terms of Auburn basketball as it goes on as well. Um, Auburn, and then, of course, Saturday night is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, dress warm. It's going to be, be a little chilly, so don't show up and then be surprised when it's cold and leave in the third quarter. Um, be ready for that game. should be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, make sure you're part of AuburnLive.com, part of our community, the growing community at AuburnLive.com on 3 Sports Network. We'll see you next time. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.